Making your cat happy is a number one priority. Priority number two is keeping a clean litter box. Fresh Step Outstretch Litter helps you do both. Fresh Step Outstretch Litter traps waste at the surface with less crumbles and absorbs more waste and odor compared to Fresh Step Multicat. Find Fresh Step Outstretch Litter at a store near you today. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, honey, you know your dad's world-famous chili. Yeah, the one that takes 24 hours to make. So I was trying to help out and bring the pot to the table, but it was like super hot. And then I um dropped it, and now the floor looks all, you know, stained with chili. Look, the point is, you guys cool with pizza for dinner? <laughs> honey? Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. We believe Carolina basketball, Graham Bunn, former D1 point guard, Got my brother, Zach Talitsky, uh, all things Carolina Tar Heels basketball. Guys take care of business day at home. Syracuse, Orangemen. I got a list of things that I want to go over with you, but uh, we'll just get initial temperature check. Game just ended. Uh, we did give it a few minutes. You know, we're not doing <laughs> we're not doing the, the ball hits the ground, horn sounds, and then we get on here. It's been a few minutes. Uh, hopefully you've you've looked at the box score or or kind of earmarked things that you want to discuss. These are challenging games to break down. And so uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. If you're new to this channel or you're new to or discovered our uh, our little show here, our recap show, one, welcome. We love you. Tell a friend. And uh, two, yeah, we just love Carolina basketball. So we figured, hey, man, let's uh, let's figure this out. And I tricked Zach into doing it every game with me. And uh, I've, I've grown to love it. I look forward to it every time Carolina plays. It's been fairly smooth sailing since we started this, and today is no different. How you feeling? Uh, feel feel good. Great way to start a Saturday again. Um, yep. And uh, you know, it's nice to put up a hundred, particular particularly in the ACC. It's not easy to do. I think we had ninety with like eight and a half minutes left. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, after I would say some gritty wins on the road to be able to come home. Yeah, I feel like we've been on the road forever, and then yeah, yeah the offense get rolling, and uh, and 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 so that was fun to watch. Um, nice not to have to sweat it out. Yeah, you, know, you never know in the ACC, but yeah, it's sort of what you were hoping going into the game. You know, if we're truly a top 10, 10 team and they're truly uh, you know mid seventies type of team, you know that's that's what you like to see at home, and 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 we we did what we we're supposed to do. Yeah, now they've beaten Pittsburgh and Boston College. Pittsburgh is now, uh, unfortunately, I don't think that win's going to do much for us when it comes down the stretch. Just just taking a look at how they performed. So Syracuse isn't the, the juggernaut that it has been at times in college basketball. So these types of games, for me, are, are difficult to, if you want to put a grade on them, if you want to break it down. Um, I do believe there's a a wonderful thing about just taking care of business and putting teams away that you need to put away and not making things harder than they need to be. I thought we did that in spades today. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's uh, playing to your level as opposed to you know playing to the level of the competition. And um, you know what I was not not that I was that worried going into the game, but but if I was worried about anything, it would be just a lack of concentration, right? Like you know that they were focused on all three of those road wins. You sort of coming home playing a middle of the pack uh, Syracuse team. You know, do they get up for it? Do they come out and execute and play hard? Do they have the same level of defensive intensity, intensity they've had over the past couple of weeks? Um, and they did all those things. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, you know, you'd have to nitpick, I think, to come up with yeah. things that, that you aren't happy about. Yeah, uh, we'll get into that. And and again, of the two of us, I'm the nitpicker. <laughs> <laughs> I like diving into things and you reel me back in, which is why I enjoy talking to you. But one of the things that I did, I made a note of it. I can't remember at what point in time. I want to say it was like the 11-minute mark uh, of the second half. One of the broadcasters, uh, I think it was Corey Alexander, and and he does an an amazing job. He was an amazing player in his own right. Uh, He said something that I've been harping on for weeks, and and we'll get into that. But I did make a note. This is the first time in three years of watching uh, this, this team. And, you know, RJ's a senior now, and I know there's different pieces, but the Carolina team, this is the first time in three years that I watched the game and I felt like, all right, they're out there. Of course, they're competing against Syracuse, but I felt like they were out there to win a championship and not win that particular game. Like they didn't play down to their opponent. They came out and they were who they are. Like they, all right, we're we're here for something bigger. We're not going to allow ourselves just because we're going to win. We're going to win this game. Just because we're going to do that, we're going to do things that are out of character or we're, you know, I felt like we got better today. And it's really challenging to get better when you beat somebody by 30. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but sometimes you get away with things that you're not going to get away with in tight wins. And I thought that the team did an amazing job. Hubert especially. He was coaching the whole time. Uh, definitely some of our bench guys that that need game reps and then need game coaching, like in-game adjustments. Got that today, and I thought that was really, really challenging to do, but good teams that win down the stretch, they take advantages of games like this to learn and get better. And not all teams do. Like, when you're rolling, it's easy to laugh and joke around and, you know, throw up shots because, you know, make or miss, it doesn't really matter. We're going to win anyway. I thought they did an amazing job today, uh, taking advantage of an opportunity to get better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and I think – you know, when I, I made notes before the game and I'm always interested in, you know, can we impose our will mm-hmm. or can they force us to play their style and, and play to their strengths? And, you know, I thought that and this has been true of this this team. Um, you know, the scout seems good. You know, like we, we we seem to know what we're trying to do and we're able to sort of address the other team's strengths not let them dictate to us exactly how they want the game to be played and, and sort of we're able to, to impose yeah. our will. Yeah, I mean, they came in the game getting 9.9 steals a game. I think they they you know, obviously switched from a zone to, to man primarily for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and they played this sort of aggressive, like gambling style. And so, you know, the note I made was, can we take care of the ball and not give up a bunch of like pick six layups? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we did that. You know, I mean, we forced them out of out of what they wanted to do defensively. They had to play zone most of the game just because we were we were cooking them. And, um, you know, we we you know, we had 13 steals to their seven. So, you know, if you take another team's strength and you you're plus six on them and they're a top right. 10 team in the country. Yeah, that's that's doing something. 
And um, and then on the boards, you know, they they lost, they had a seven four big man who's who's been out, which is too yeah. bad for them. Um, sure. But yeah, I sort of looked it up. I'm like, well, man, their leading rebounder is a six eight, two hundred thirteen pound guy like Baycott should cook. Mm-hmm. And um, and we ended up being uh, plus twenty three on the boards. Um, you know, just because you're supposed to do it on paper doesn't mean sure. you go do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. But, but if you, but, but, you know, you go into the game, you're like, we need to, we need to pound this team inside. We beat them points in the paint. We, we out rebound them. And so again, you know, did we have an advantage there? I think we did, but, but you still have mm-hmm. to go execute. And it's nice to see us, you know, when we have those types of advantages, make the other team pay. Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, I could not agree more with anything that you just said. I, all of it. Uh, if you had any concerns, which again, like it's very challenging, but you know, this is kind of what we're doing and and we're recapping it. And and again, I think more so than just a concern about the Syracuse game is a concern moving forward uh, that stands out to you. Cause I I've been beating a dead horse and finally someone chimed in and, and kind of jumped on the bandwagon a little bit with, with what I have been preaching. So I'd love to talk about any concerns you had that kind of maybe reared their head. Now, again, 30, 40, I don't, they cut away. I didn't get to see the end of the game. They cut away to the Kentucky, uh, Texas A&M game, which I have on pause. I'm going to watch it a little later. Big shout out, Rob Dillingham. I'm trying to get him to come on the show and hang out with us a little bit. <laughs> There's a lot more hoops uh, getting uh, someone like Rob Dillingham to come on here. But we got to talk to and like, uh, no, there's no NIL money for it. But it's just, uh, uh, you know, we're buddies and, and hop on for a few minutes. But uh, I didn't get a chance to see the end of it, but it's hard to nitpick a 30-plus point win. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to nitpick. I mean, I, I guess if I had to, I would say, you know, we were uh, one for eight from three from uh, Harrison Ingram and and, uh, and Cormac. Um, yeah. You know, we need those guys to, to yeah. be able to take some of the pressure off of uh, Mondo and, and, and RJ in, in tougher mm-hmm. games. And uh, and to be able to continue to spread the floor, we need those guys to shoot well. So you know, uh, that I guess if I had to pick, you know, one thing that might be it. Um, Outside of R.J. Davis, what I'm I'm trying to look at it now because R.J. he shot it well, and he he missed one one of the shots that he missed. He was four of six, and one of them was uh, like the very first three he took the game, and it was dead back iron. It was a perfect shot. I, I think it was just you know you're a little amped up. The game had just started. He makes that. He makes that look 90% of the time. So he goes, he ends up four for six. The rest of the guys, though, outside of him, I'm trying to do the math on it right now. Do you have that in front of you? Because I felt like outside of RJ. Yeah. We did, well, we, we shot, we shot ball well. 27% from three as a team. If you take out his four makes, uh, you know, we're three of 20. Um, right. So that's so 15% that's, if my math is right. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, uh, you know, that's not good. Concern. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, we won. By icon, we won. You know, you find a way to win. It flips out of that. I'm just saying, like, down the stretch. Yeah. And I've been saying, yeah. you know, Carmack again. And all of those looks were good looks. And he looks like a good shooter. But the percentages tell you differently. You know, it's just it's just challenging. And now I'm just starting to get worried. Like, does that, does that start to regress back to the mean? I mean, he's now at, like, 27, 28% from three. And when I say that, and anybody that's, I, I got a few, I actually got a few messages, by the way, about our show, about me uh, being a little hard on Carmack shooting. And I think I, I really, anyone that that sees this or hears this and, and thinks that I'm hating on him or not, I want to be his biggest fan. It's just the type of threes he's missing is not a 28% 
from a good shooter type of three. Like if he's coming off ball screens, I can't I can't say it enough. And I, the only reason I reiterate it is people keep asking me why are you keep harping on it. It's not yeah, like well, he's he's shooting the step backs. He's getting kick out threes with his feet set. Yeah, and we're talking about it in the context of what does this team need to do to you know maybe win a championship. And so you know yeah. we are nitpicking a little bit. And and the rest of sure. his game, and we I think we've been very complimentary of his defense. Um, yeah. He's looking to drive the ball. Um, you know, he's obviously a 90% plus free throw shooter. Yeah, there's a lot of things you, know, you love about his game. So it's not that um, – it's not that. It's just – yeah. if, if we're I mean, you know, to, take, to take another step, obviously, yeah. if he becomes really, we really dangerous. Yeah. Because yeah. he's getting – like you team. said, he – Yeah, go ahead. People are going to – people are going to – he's going to get open looks. And so, yeah. you know, if he can make half of those, we're a whole different team and even more dangerous. Yeah, the last time I looked, I think his true shooting percentage was like 52, which is which is great. And anyone that doesn't know, it, it, it kind of calculates free throw shooting. So when you shoot 90% from the free throw line, your, your line at the end of the game, when it's points in comparison to field goal attempts, your true shooting percentage kind of calculates that in there. He gets a lot of help because, you know, somebody was like, well, his true shooting percentage is this. Oh, I totally, I, I totally agree. I, I, I'll be the first person to say it's such a weapon to have he and RJ at the end of games to close out games from the free throw line. And he gets all the flowers for that. It's just when you see a team like UConn, you tell me if he doesn't go 0 for 6 in that game, let's say he goes 2 of 6 with those looks, which I think he's very, very capable, even 3 of 6. That's another 9 points coming down the stretch. That game's a different game. And we're going to see UConn-level talent when it comes to March and hopefully April. Yeah, that's right. We're we're talking about games where the margin of victory is going to be very, very close. You know, it's yeah. one possession here or there, and so that's why you know that's why we're 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 nitpicking that. But yeah, um, but yeah, other than that, you know, they did everything I was hoping that they would. Yeah, they would do. Yeah, you know, they they they. Uh, and it was fun. You know, what I mean, it was. It's I fun enjoyed to, it. It was fun to score 100, 103. Yeah, it was great. Um. I enjoyed. I really enjoyed watching Elliot play today. If we are nitpicking, I would have liked to see him shoot a little bit more today. This this is one of the games where I felt like he could have got some reps. You know, they were really drop coverage, sinking, going under all ball screens, which he's going to see all year. And the more and more tape he puts out there, I, I think he's going to have to take a few of those shots. I thought today would have been a great day to experiment with that. But man, I love watching him play. I mean, he is a special passer. He gets guys the ball in places where. You know they're going to be successful, and and I, I I just I had a lot of fun watching him today. I I couldn't wait for the ball to be in his hands. Agreed. Yeah, the note I had on on Cadeau today was you know we they they, they cut it to fifteen. Uh, they hit a three from the corner to cut it to fifteen in the second half, um, and then Cadeau comes down, you know, drives the ball, gets a gets a, a layup and one. Mm -hmm. um, where he trips over the guy's foot in the middle of the lane and sort of yeah. flips little, it up and it goes little in. Floater. Yeah, little floater. Yeah, and then and then we get the offensive rebound on this free throw. He drives, scores again. So, yeah. so four-point possession, comes down, plays great defense on Mintz, who mm -hmm. throws up kind of an air ball. Yeah. And then he comes down and gets like a hockey assist to, to RJ, who then you know, sort of lays it off to, to Baycott for a dunk. Yeah. And, and the game was over. And to see him like in the a moment in the game when the other team, not they have like a ton of momentum, but you know, they yeah. were they were like on a 9 0 run well, and cut it to yeah. 15. 15 is 15 is doable. Like you that's yeah. hey, that's doable, especially with the three point line. So and, and then in 55 seconds the game's over because he's and 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 you know, he his ability to get in the cracks of that zone, yeah, you know, and then find people. 
I mean, it made it made it made it very difficult, I think, for them to effectively play zone against us. Um, which is interesting because you kind of think of zone breakers as great shooters. Yeah. And he was doing it, you know, with with uh just attacking the seams. Um, yeah. So yeah, I love his game. Um, so much fun to watch. And I just I just love having a guy on this team who is hunting open looks for other players. And oh yeah, great, great at finding RJ. Um, he's I think our best entry uh post player, you know, and and so I just think he makes makes us look so much better and more fluid on offense. So yeah, I love his game. Yeah, he had two plays uh, that stood out to me today. One was he found RJ in transition. You know, RJ gets the ball with any kind of advantage. You know, usually RJ's getting his shots where he's creating his own. So it's like 50-50. There's a guy in front of him that's playing. All right, cool, I'm locked in. In transition, when you get an offensive player, the ball and the defense has to close out or find you or get close to you, they're at a disadvantage. So getting RJ just a little bit of an advantage as an offensive player, he delivers at a high at a high clip and and Elliot found him it was like you know a shot fake you you have to respect his three-point shot the guy flies by he does that slow step you know to the side gets his feet set and it's a bucket that stood out and then there was a play it ended up being a turnover uh Paxton Wojcik didn't cut the baseline you know I think he's he's more tendency of like oh cool I'm gonna flare out to the to the three-point line and Elliot you know it was not a no look but it was definitely had it been Ingram or one of our other wings, maybe one of the starters that was going to the rim, it was just an incredible, beautiful pass that would have hit him right in the pocket just for a layup. And and again, it ended up being a turnover. But as a point guard, uh, at one point in time and watching the game from that, it's not an easy place to be in the middle when you're playing against the zone because guys move differently and, and you're having to worry about what your team's going where they're going to be. And then you have to worry about where the zone is coming from because the zone is always moving when the ball moves. And I thought Elliot did an amazing job anytime he got the paint touch or was put in that position to attack the zone from the middle. And, and, you know, it goes back to middle school, you know, when you want the ball to move and you want to get a, a paint touch or you want the ball to get into the middle and make the zone contract. So I, I loved it. I thought it was so much fun watching today. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And uh, yeah, that three guard rotation between RJ, Elliott, and, and Trimble is great. I love all of their games, and they're they're so complementary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they all obviously understand their roles at this point in the season, and and are playing playing their roles well. Trimble gave us incredible minutes again, hit a three, yeah. which is always great. Um, he looks comfortable shooting it too. He which does is great. Yeah, it's awesome. He does. And, and, and just his defense on Mintz, like Mintz got nothing when he, when they were like matched up and yeah, um, yeah I think Mintz ended up with over 20, but it was, it was sort of an inefficient 20. And I think a lot of that you have to give credit to Trimble. I actually like, I think there's, I don't know how, how uh, many minutes we had this lineup in there, but I think we had all three of them in the game together at one point, which, um, you know, we might see more of as, as, uh, as the year goes along, especially against um, some other teams that play three guard lineups, I, I can see that working well. Yeah. Uh, overall, you had to give the boys a grade. Obviously, I'm going to A. I wouldn't say A plus, but I'm I'm giving the boys an A. They came out, they took care of a team that they, on paper, and obviously as today in reality, needed to take care of and should take care of, and they did all that. So I'm giving them an A. Yeah, I'll, I'll go A plus. I'll go A plus. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean. I think the line was 13 and we won by 30 what was it uh 34 37 um so 
That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. 103, you know, scoring 90 with eight minutes left. I mean, what would we have scored if we left the starters in? So, yeah. Um, uh, also, yeah. do you ever worry about this? Like, I had a conversation with one of my friends that's a big Duke fan, and, and Duke, I'm not pointing fingers, but notoriously leaves their starters in for a very long time, even in blowout. So their numbers, you know, you get a little boost there. RJ finishes, what do you have, 22? Do you have 22 today? Uh, I pulled up Louisville's schedule because we got them next. I was going to ask you a little bit about them. but Yeah, um, he, he had 22. Yeah, yeah, 22, and how many minutes did he play? 27. Right, so he if he gets his 35 minutes in a game like that where he the, you know he's getting some looks uh, and he's four of six from three, so he's feeling pretty good. You know, he ends up with 26, 27 points, and, you know, that goes toward the average. I selfishly want to see him win player of the year so I was hoping he'd play a little bit longer, but you don't want to risk injury. Um, I, I don't know. You know, it's my my Duke friend was like, oh, man, he's leaving some points on the board tonight. I'm like, yeah, well, hopefully he's not really stressing that. Hopefully the voters see through that. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a super efficient 22. Super efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so great. All right, moving into, I think we play Wednesday night, and I think it is, yep, Wednesday the 17th, we, we play at home. Louisville now that, that's a team that I, I you know again college basketball we had a crazy 48 hours like what one two three and five all lost to unranked opponents I think uh, in the in like a two-day span which was crazy Louisville has lost at Pittsburgh which you know or they lost at Pittsburgh at home uh, and then they beat Miami on the road like back-to-back games so like I I don't know what to think of that team yeah, I, I, I don't think that they're supposed to be very good. Um, yeah. you know, so I'm hoping that we see something similar to what we saw today, but that's, you know, of course, hard to do and you have to play well. And, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone expects that they'll probably end up in the bottom half of the ACC. So this is a game at home that we should, we should handle. Uh, I'm actually yeah. going, I'll be there in person. So I'm looking forward to that. Seeing, seeing them really? live. Oh, yeah, nice! Yeah. That's uh, I didn't know this. What what's the occasion? You just you know, market research? Or are you going to write this off? <laughs> just go with some work friends. Uh, so yeah, so uh, I'll have a I'll have an in person scout for our next uh, our next show. All right, well, keep an eye out for a uh, for a cool hat or something for me. Would you? Uh, I'll send you. I'll send you the Venmo. Uh, you know, doing these. I'm running out of outfits. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's just remarkable. I want to you know, keep talking about the defense this team is playing. I mean, yeah, definitely. This may be the first time in my lifetime that our Ken Palm defensive efficiency rating this late in the season is higher than our offense. And it's not that our offense is bad, right? It's still top sure. 15 and we put up one Oh three today. Yeah. Uh, but, but um, you know, the buy-in that this team has on the defensive end and the energy and effort is, is just fantastic. And um I don't know, probably because it's not really how the program's been built over the years. It's like hard to know if this is real and it's going to continue or if it's just yeah. a couple week stretch. But it, 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 as we keep stacking games together, I, I guess it's going to I guess it's who we are. Yeah, they they finished with 67, but we hold them under 60, uh, I think, fairly easily if we play our starters and, and, and our rotation players. Uh, most of the game and shout out to the coaching staff, whatever's going on in practice, they're doing an incredible job. Uh, I would echo those sentiments. I do think defensively by the numbers. Now, some of those teams with like J.R. Reed and George Lynch, 
they were really Brian Reese. They were really good defensively. There was some re- Eric Montross and shout out to Eric Montross. Um, you know, obviously, I, I hope the guys carry his memory uh, the entire season and his family and, and and continue to perform. So there's been some good defensive teams, but you're right by the numbers. This might be the best defensive team we've had in the last 30 years. Yeah, and we've always had good, very good defensive players. Um, you know, and then, and then some stars, you know, around yeah. them. And I feel like, you know, especially under Roy, um, come tournament time when it mattered, like we we always found another gear defensively. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, not trying to take anything away from those teams, but uh sure. but but you know, we just we scored so easily, you know, with those mm-hmm. teams that that oftentimes I felt like we didn't concentrate on the defensive end, game in and game out, the way this team seemed to be locking in. Um but yeah, and, and and here, you know, we held them thirty six percent from two and twenty one percent from three. Um, yeah. So that's that's uh, that's really good. I don't, I don't yeah. know. We're I think we're up to top twenty five in the country now, probably after this game in three point defensive percentage. Um, well, I would ho- I would hope so. I mean, <laughs> the, we are like again. I I don't know if I I should share. You know who was texting me. You obviously know who was texting me during the game. Very prominent ESPN sports analyst, uh, Mr. Jay Williams. And apologies because I didn't ask permission to talk about this. And he reached out to me because he he's doing he did the halftime in studio, and we were kind of talking about Carolina basketball. And uh, apologies if that sounds like a name drop. It's just he's been a buddy of mine since college, and 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 has become friends th- from Zach through me. But he even said, "Man, nobody can throw it in the ocean against you guys from three. Like like, do, is it?" Because he doesn't, I'm sure he watches a hundred million games. And I we we talked throughout the week this week. He had done like six days on the road. And and so, you know, in his mind, he probably doesn't even know what day it is sometimes because he's working so hard and traveling. He's got three kids. Yeah, he's just he does an incredible job for everything that he has to handle. And I told him, man, I don't know. Like I'm I'm torn. I see these teams shoot one for 18 and two of 19. And like, you know, I don't know if I've ever been in a game. Even the Charlotte or SMU game that I mentioned, they didn't shoot that poorly, and we went in hoping they would shoot a ton of threes. I just it's it's rare to see that, and to see it three times in a row, he was just like, "Well, whatever you're doing, that's how you're going to win the national championship." And so I think he I think he talked about it on the halftime show that he he thought that they could win the national championship uh, as the team stands right now. Are you there? Are you are you ready to 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 agree with that statement? Uh, I'm not there yet. Uh, I do believe that we have the ability to 1,000%. I think we're not a lock. There's nothing a lock in March Madness. But I think we're a lock talent-wise. And I don't think anyone would throw shade and like, oh, you're going out of limp. But like, I I feel like if we don't make the Sweet 16 slash Elite 8, which is very, 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 very challenging. Like, that is difficult. I think it will. we will not have achieved uh, our full potential. But I really worry about it. Like, look, RJ's the only person that's consistent shooting the ball. Now, I will say this, and we've never had this, and I never would have gone into the season saying this, and you just brought out and made an incredible point. Defense is a weapon for us now. Like, that is a weapon that masks poor shooting percentages. And if those guys lock down and D up like they are, then I guess maybe we can survive some poor shooting nights. But, like, Today, you know, we roll and it's going to get masked over. Hopefully the coaching staff, and I think they do, they're going to take a look at it and have to nitpick because you got to get better no matter what the score is. Whether you win or lose, you got to get better if you want to be successful. 
outside of RJ, we're like three of 20 or two of 20 or one of two. Like it's, it's horrible. So you do that against Baylor or UConn or even Houston. You know, I don't think you win that game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not quite ready to declare it either, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, this, this team, uh, it's, it's hard not to have building confidence, right? Like you have to be a real pessimist not to have building confidence. I mean, I I can't wait for them to, I wish they played tomorrow. Like I love watching them play. And I feel like every game, someone asked me, Hey, you think they'll go undefeated in the, in the conference? No, I don't think that. But I think every single game that we step on the court, we have an amazing chance to win that game, no matter if it's home or away. Yeah, I am ready to clear. I think, you know, not this is that surprising given they're 5-0 in the conference. But I, I do think that they they probably are um, – I don't know. Would you give them a 50-50 chance to win the regular season ACC? Is it higher than that, lower 100%. than that? Yeah, I would give them – I, I would go 60-40 at this point in time. Now, Duke is, what, one game behind us, and we got to play them twice. Yeah. And, and, anything and they're, goes they're rounding in that rivalry. shape, too. Yeah, anything goes in that rivalry. Uh, they had some injuries early to Proctor, so their freshmen are getting more minutes and growing. I think their team is better for it, but they suffered some setbacks, you know, trying to adjust to injury. So I think they're going to be a tough out. Duke's always a tough out no matter what. Now, could we sweep them? 100% we could. I definitely think we go in there and have a great chance to win. Like I said, anytime this team steps on the court as a fan and uh, definitely uh, I'm well within my means to say I'm a homer, of course I think our team can win. Uh, do I think we'll sweep Duke? No, because it's it's a Car- it's a Carolina-Duke rivalry. Like anything goes in that. But, man, I would love it if it happens. So I'm 60-40. What are you, 50-50 you said? Yeah. And who else is in the standings? If we pull up the standings, I knew the last time I checked, Duke was one game behind us in the standings at this moment as it stands. Yeah, they have, they have one loss, uh, I think, on the road to Georgia Tech. Um, I still think Clemson's going to be in the mix. I, I know they've got like three losses, but I just think that they're going to make a run. I think they're going to be in the mix. Um, and then Miami, they're two and two, so they're two games behind us, uh, and we still have to play them. So I, you know, you never know what's going to happen. It's really early. I'd go sixty forty right now. Yeah, yeah, very, very long way to go, but um, that's almost easier to talk about if like the NCAA tournament run. But um, yeah, oh, it definitely is, especially when you don't know the matchups. Like NCAA yeah. tournament, you know, like boxers say, styles make fights. You know, you get the good draw, and you get teams that you match up well against, and you know, you survive certain games. It, you know, it's, there's a reason where they say you know win and survive. I think the, uh, the updated bracketology it had us up to a on the two line. Well, that's good. Well, that's new because uh, a couple of weeks ago we were on the four line. Yeah, and I was just like, man, what in the world? We're, we're kind of balling now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, standings come out Monday. If you had to guess, and and again, it doesn't matter. And I'm not trying to jinx our team, but everybody lost except for UConn. We're sitting at what seven now? Seven nationally. Yes. Where do you think we end up on Monday? Think we'll be six. Only one, only moving up one, huh? I think we're going to pass Tennessee because they lost mm-hmm. and we beat them head-to-head. Okay. Um, I don't think they're going to move us above the other four. Really? Yeah. I don't think they're going to move us above UConn, Kansas. Uh, who are the other two? Well, I'm not blanking. <laughs> Purdue, Houston, Kansas, Connecticut, Tennessee, Kentucky, then us. We're at seven yeah. right now. Okay. 
Yeah. Now I, think, I haven't taken. I think we're not going to pass Kentucky unless no. they lose. And, and I think then, they're going to have us at four. I honestly think we're going to jump to four, four maybe five. I think we'll be a top five team on Monday. So let's let's put a, a dollar bet on it. What do you think? You're saying right. you're saying six, and I'm saying four or I'll, I'll I think say we all. I think we're five. only passing Tennessee. All right, I, I'm saying we're jumping in there. I Purdue might might fall out of the top five. That loss was terrible at Nebraska. And in yeah. Kansas, losing at UCF, they're at three. You don't think they fall out of the top five? No. Okay. All right. You make a compelling argument. No. <laughs> I, I, think, I think all those teams are better than us. And, Purdue, and have I you think, watched Purdue play? Yeah, a little bit. I don't think Not Purdue's better than us. I mean, Zach Eady is good. I don't think they're better than us. And And, and you know me. I'm the eternal. Like, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to say, I think we beat them. I think Baycott does a great job against Zach Eady. Uh, and I think the way that we've seen to have guard the perimeter, that we're a tough out for them. Like, I just think, you know, one of the reasons I, yeah, I, I just, I, you, you're pulling me over to your side as far as our defense being a weapon for us. And I think they're, they're a tough matchup. I watched, they gave, that uh Illinois played Purdue. I watched it. They were up like 30 at one point in time and it ended up getting really, really close down to the end. And Terrence Shannon didn't even play. Illinois should have won that game, I think. Like they it's uh, I don't know. I just I'm I'm not a, a firm believer right now in Purdue being the juggernaut that some people are making them out to be. Yeah, yeah. I just it's I, I do think like there's uh there's so much parity in college basketball. I mean, who who knows what's gonna happen on any given yeah. night, particularly in the road and conference play. Yeah. Um, but I think those all all of those those four teams are really good. Um, yeah. So the fact yeah. that we're we're knocking on the door is great, you know. And and uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe we're up there. But uh, I think I think they're only going to bump us. Past I mean, it it doesn't matter now. I just thought it was interesting, and I, I wanted to hear what you had to say. All right. Well, uh, we got. We would say we got Louisville on Wednesday. So hopefully we'll 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 figure out the next show. Until then, enjoy your weekend. Go heels, baby. Go heels. Sometimes your cat can be a mystery, like when they get so attached to certain cardboard boxes. <laughs> but when you use fresh step cat litter, there's no question that you're making your cat happy. Thanks to amazing odor control. Fresh step clumping cat litters prevent stinky crumbles and make scooping easy by locking in liquid and odor immediately. That means you can keep your house clean and your bond strong. There's no mystery here. Find fresh step cat litter at a store near you. Fresh step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... The charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.